Hello and welcome to Unrivaled Experts, where we get the best of the best to share their insider secrets so you can get a shortcut to living a better life. I'm your host, Chris Gunkel, and joining us today is Mary Ann Marriott, aka Dr. Debt. And Mary Ann has been working with the fin- working in the financial industry for the past three decades, taking on various roles from helping individuals create healthy finances to coaching entrepreneurs with ways to increase their income. She's been a guest speaker to various groups and organizations on the topic of money management, and she even is currently hosting her own show called Money Matters with Marianne on 88.7 Cove FM. And today she is here to talk to us about how to reduce bank fees with a simple three-step spending system. Marianne, thank you for joining us and welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Chris. It's my pleasure to be here and I'm looking forward to this. And I mentioned in the inter- or in the introduction here that you, you've worked with a, a wide range of people. Can you tell us today, for our topic today, who is it that can benefit the most from your help? Yeah, so I I really wanted to focus on one specific thing for this interview. And so the person that I think is really going to benefit from what I'm going to offer, the advice I'm going to offer is someone who is constantly watching their bank accounts, and they are in fear of payments not clearing, or they're dealing with um, payments not clearing, NSF fees, those types of things. So when somebody is in that state where they're they're worried about those the insufficient funds and, and starting to get all kinds of bank fees coming back from the bank, what what's the what's the bigger problem here? What what happens when when these fees start adding up and accumulating? Where does that end up putting a person? Yeah, and I think there's a couple of points. One, you know, just paying too much bank fees in general. I think that's just generally something um, we all want to look more closely at. We do tend to pay far too much. And uh, and really, you know, this is kind of the straw that breaks the camel's back when it comes to finances. So if you're struggling at all and you're, you know, living paycheck to paycheck or just kind of getting by, all of a sudden one payment doesn't clear. You get charges from the bank. You get charges from the place that you're making your payment. You are already tight to begin with. You've just gone in the hole even more. You know, don't even get me started on the stress and the psychology of what happens to the person. I'm getting stressed talking about it. So, you know, it just snowballs into um, a big financial mess, really. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, you're already operating from a position of of lack. You're lacking some resources and and trying to make everything happen and and kind of building that house of cards. And then suddenly now you have more fees compounding at 15 or $30 or whatever it happens to be each time, I imagine that can be very stressful. Mm-hmm. And what what is your solution to this problem? Yeah, so my solution is, um, simplif- I'm going to say simplifying your banking process, and then you're going, I'm going to contradict myself in a way, because um, I'm going to talk about having a minimum of three bank accounts. So someone might be going, well, how is that simplifying? I might only have one account now, you're asking me to open more. How does that simplify uh, the problem? But it simplifies it because it helps you stay focused on um, the money coming in and where it's going. And do you want me to give an overview of that? Yeah, that'd be great. Just give us a picture of what this looks like. 
Yeah, and you know, it's pretty detailed and I'll offer some information at the end, but generally speaking, you would have one account that your money goes into. And the only thing that should come out of that account are the pay bill payments you make online, so you would just pay those, and then your automatic payments. And including in those automatic payments would be your bank fees. So you calculate anything that's going to come out before next payday, next pay period, depending on how your money comes in. You leave that amount in there, plus a little bit of a buffer, which can be anything from you know, 20 to 200 depends on the person's cash flow. And then you have two other accounts. And one of them is for savings and goals. I'm not really going to get into that. The other one's the important one. That's for spending. So you can either take the cash out that you're going to spend or put it in an account and treat that as your virtual wallet and spend out of that account. And what it does is it keeps you from constantly having to watch your first account, make sure things are coming out, fear of spending more than you can out of that account. Honestly, it just simplifies the process. It sounds a lot like giving yourself an allowance. So you're setting up one bucket where you make sure everything is taken care of. And then whatever goes into this, this other bucket, the spending account is, is basically your allowance. And I assume this is all automated, correct? Yes. Yeah. So absolutely. Um, It is very much like giving yourself an allowance. And of course, there's lots of ways to break that down as well. And yes, I'm a huge fan of automation. And so um, because again, you want to free up more time, we don't spend a lot of time dealing with our finances. And so you can automate a certain amount to go into spending that only works, I should just just add, if you know the income coming in. I mean, if you're self employed, and your income fluctuates a lot, automation might not work as well, you might have to do it manually just because you're not dealing with the same numbers on a regular basis. So people that are in this position, they're worried about their bank fees. They don't have the the three bank accounts set up like this, what, but they're still trying to manage, right? They're still trying to get ahead of this. What are the common mistakes that that they're making in, in their with their best intentions, trying to make it work, but what are they doing wrong? Yeah, and I think the first thing that I would offer there is really just not having a plan. And, you know, it reminds me of a um, if people who plan, uh, oh, my goodness, fail, people who fail to plan, plan to fail, right? And so if you don't have that plan, you're just kind of left trying to figure things out. So really, that is the biggest mistake is not sitting down. And I'm going to switch the terminology a bit because most people would say making a budget. I don't like that word, throwing it out the window. Um, I much prefer spending plan, or I'll often talk about mapping your money. And so if you sit down and basically say, here's the three areas, right? And so um, what's coming in? What are my automatics that come out? What do I think I need for spending? What do I think I need for savings and goals? Just simply putting that plan in place takes care of that first main common mistake is we just kind of fly by the seat of our pants with our finances a lot of times. And if I had to add a very close second, and these ones might fight for first place, it's not knowing what you spend. And so tracking where your money's going and knowing what you spend, because let's face it, information is power, and you need the information to make good decisions. Absolutely. Great insights on that. And uh, and there there are a lot of insights out there too, right? There, There are a lot of voices trying to help people manage their money and give advice on this. What is some of the worst advice that you see out there when it comes to people trying to help other people manage their money? 
Oh, so many. Um, okay, so um, it's funny because I wrote down what I was going to say, but then I, something else popped in my mind, so I'll quickly share both. Because the first thing I was going to say, and depends who you ask, um, getting overdraft is one of the worst mistakes I see to solve this problem. So people get overdraft so that if they you know, miss what's in their account, um, they have a buffer. Now, that's okay if you don't ever pretty much ever use it because the minute you start using overdraft, your bank fees go up. So if you go to a bank, they might say, why don't you get overdraft? And I always say there's a thin line between financial strategy and financial disaster. And so um, if you get it and really never use it, it's a strategy. But the minute you use it and stay in it, it's a disaster. And then, again, I'm not very good at giving one piece of advice, am I? So the other thing that, again, I think is very much a close second is pay yourself first. And I go, I know that that sounds intuitively wrong for me to say that's a mistake, but quite honestly, depending on your financial situation, you got to pay your bills. So you can't pay yourself at the detriment of having bills paid. And so, again, there's that thin line between um, the balance between strategy and disaster. And I think it is important to pay yourself first. Absolutely. But as part of an overall plan, you need the plan. Right. And really having that awareness of, of what your what your current position is and then and try to work towards some of those other things. Yeah. So, very absolutely. good. Can you give us an example of somebody you've worked with who, who came to you and, and they were struggling and how you were able to help them out and, and where they are now, how they turned out at the end? Yeah. And again, I could probably tell you many, many stories. But I'm just going to tell you about Bob because he's the one that's kind of fresh in my mind. And um, I do uh, deal with a lot of people on a very fixed income. And so he's on a pension income. He's very fixed income. And um, he's just he was just completely stressed out because he didn't have any kind of a system in place. It was all going into one account. He was spending what he needed for groceries, you know, and gas and just survival and then um, not really paying attention. And so these other bills would come out. And he would just simply have forgotten or he didn't leave quite enough in there and he was getting these NSFs and then he had you know not, not enough money to eat so it was just that whole situation happening and so we talked about two things um, I think it's really unfair that people on pension get paid monthly only because we never do that through most of our life so we talked about how to handle his cash flow monthly but more specifically we did this this uh, three account system and for him we just started with two so basically, he opened up another account, and I'm a huge fan of no-fee bank accounts for your spending, because you can spend as much as you want, and you don't have to pay any fees. So we did that. He opened a no-fee bank account for spending. We figured out what he needed to leave in there for the month. You can't touch that for the whole month for the things coming out. He transferred over the rest. He had to do a little work to figure out what he could do with that money. But I will tell you, it alleviated his stress easily by, you know, 80% just simply by doing that one thing. And I love that you gave an example of somebody on fixed income because that's that's really the definition of not, not having any other options and not, not being able to go and, and work overtime or that sort mm. of thing just to get that extra cash. So I love it. Great example. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, if if I'm in that position where where I'm struggling financially and like I, I need to go in and look at my bank account daily, but it's the last thing I want to do, right? Because it's so stressful. Um, what is something I can do in the next forty eight hours to help to help tighten things up, kind of get me going down the right path to being less stressed and having more control over my finances? 
Yeah, and I, and I think, um, you know, again, I'm going to feel a little bit like a broken record here, but, you know, and it does depend how people have their accounts set up. Some people have many, some people only have one. Um, but I think overall, you know, initially the number one thing to do for any person is simply just have that one account. Um, you may already have it or another one or designate one if you already have it, doesn't matter. And that it's just for automatic payments. So it can be your main one. It can be a separate one. You figure out what those are. You transfer the money over so your automatic payments are taken care of. You make your bill payments. And then you just get your spending either cash in your hand, in a separate account, somewhere else. It's not going to work perfect out of the gate. But at least you've separated those two. And now you can start to pay attention to what do I need to spend? Is it enough? Is it not? What do I have coming out automatic? You know, is it too much? Is it not? How can I change it? You can start to look at those next steps, but you need to get those in two separate places right off of that. Love it. Thank you very much. It's, it's a simple step to take. So so let's make sure we do that. Even, even if you're doing okay, it's still, I would think, um, a great idea to set these yeah. things up just to make sure you stay okay. So love that. Great advice that we can all use. So I appreciate that. Um, this is a short interview, so we can only get so much info mm -hmm. from you. And you have a lot more to offer. So how do we find you? I want to know how people can contact you, work with you, learn from you. Yeah, so you'll find me on social media under Dr. Death. That's my, you know, pseudonym name, my fun way to interact um, there. And so drdebt.ca, drdebt.ca. And um, I have a free download. So I do a, a two-hour workshop called um, Breathe New Life Into Your Finances. And I put it into a PDF. And so I have that PDF there. One of the chapters is a simple system. So it's page 21 of the PDF. It talks more in detail about what we just talked about. But I decided I'd throw the whole PDF in because it gives you lots of information on all the different areas. So if you go to drdebt.ca, drdebt.ca, uh, backslash breathe, just take a breath, B-R-E-A-T-H-E, -E, breathe. And so if you go there, you will get that free PDF. And uh, hopefully it will encourage you all to just take a breath and breathe some new life into your finances. Fantastic. Great information today. This was Marianne Marriott, a.k.a. Dr. Debt. Make sure you go out to her site, drdebt.ca. I'll put the, that link in the show notes so that way you can connect with her. Marianne, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Truly my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here and checking out our latest amazing guest. Be sure to head over to unrivaledexperts.com to learn from more incredible experts so you can get a shortcut to living your best life. Yeah.